with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Play and Podcast Network, and I'm not alone today for the 30-day Dungeons & Dragons Challenge. Joining me today is... Kelly! And Scott! So today's subject, the 22nd day of the 30-day D&D Challenge, and we are insane for having 10 days of overlap between this and RPG a day. It's insane, <laughs> but it's great. So today is the 22nd day, which is one that I think everybody's got at least something to say about, their favorite D&D monster. Oh, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, until they have to gra- grapple for something that's not what you're going to say. Okay, okay, you ready? You ready? Go ahead. Okay, we're going to do it in the voice. <clears throat> Help me! <laughs> the iconic D and D monster, uh, and plus I just love the owl bears because you know they're in um, and uh, because when we first started Journey of the Fifth Edition, the first night my character Tilda was on uh, watch, of course. What comes to visit, and I don't see it until right at the last minute, is an owlbear. So all of a sudden, at the top of her lungs, she's yelling, (laughs) owlbear! (laughs) In her squeaky little voice. And, uh, um, and it's funny because then we keep running into owlbears at different times. So I actually even started drawing an owlbear. His name is Albert. Albert the Albert. Albert! Because, like, if you say in French, Albert. <laughs> Albert! <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that's, I have to say it because, come on! And also, if you've seen the baby bestiaries, oh my god, the little baby Alberts are so cute! <laughs> oh, come on. And they come in all sorts of different sizes. And it's funny when you compare the, like, Owlbear through the D&D ages. <laughs> I like the latest incarnation of the owlbears. It's the coolest pictures, just saying. Yes, they're so. And apparently we're going to be seeing a little bit more of it come March of 2023. Yep. I'm excited, even though Drew can't <laughs> use that shape. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I'm no, still okay. excited. I've it actually, is a movie. I've I've actually got to pick two, okay? Because for for bosses, I like mind flayers. Oh, um, those are ah. Uh, but see, technically, are are we counting they, just they monsters have, overall, or are we counting those because those are what um Avery. the aberrations? Yeah. So so. Oh. I mean, we could totally give you a mulligan and let you pick that because they are a monster and they are in the monster manual, but uh, mm-hmm. and they are awesome monsters because we did mention them for the Abrams. We did, yes, we did. Uh-huh. Well, wait a second. I thought owl bears weren't actually monsters either. They were something else. Nope, they are classified as a monstrosity. Yep. Oh, well, that I thought we... there was a difference between a monster and a monstrosity. Mm, don't. James, so is because it? I remember, I remember there being this like kerfuffle that druids couldn't turn actually turn into owl bears because they're monstrosities and not monsters. Yeah, not well, beasts. It's, it's not beasts. There's a difference oh, between a beast and yeah, a beast is oh, what okay. the druid shapeshifts into, which is why there's already been the hubbub for the new movie when they see the druid turn into an owl bear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. It's like. First of all, it is a movie, and okay. it is still a much better just just from the limited things we've seen in the trailer. It is a much better representation of Dungeons and Dragons than the other movies. This is true. Okay, so so I'm a couple editions behind, so I don't even know if these count as monsters. But like I, I was already going to go with two for for big bosses. I like mind players, but for just everyday round the corner. I like kobolds. Kobolds are cute. They're they're, they're cute. They can be funny. They can be serious. Well, in certain versions, they're actually playable races. Right. So, you know, and and they're they're just one of those things where, you know, most of the time, there's a way you can tell if your group's a bunch of murder hobos. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's probably, you know, there's a whole bunch of kobolds just, you know, wandering around, you know, trying to scrounge up their next meal. And then there, all, all, there, there come all of these guys with better equipment and better magic and better everything. And they usually just kill them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Even Definition the younglings. Of a hoper. Even the younglings. It's like you know you can teach them the ways of the platinum dragon and turn them into good kobolds. <laughs> Everyone wants to see a kobold paladin of Bahamut. Oh my god, that would be so adorable. Hey, kobold bards is also a good second. That would be so cute. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, I actually played a kobold in a, uh, at one of the ring cons. Um, we played, um, what was the, it was like, it's like a, it's like a version of D and D, but it, it comes with a, you know, um, oh God. What was it? The, uh, I know which the, setting you're talking about. You're talking yeah, the about setting. Uh, Midgard. Midgard, yes. And, um, so the, we had the uh, pre-generated characters that we were playing for this uh, game at RingCon, and it was a the one that I got was actually it was two boxing, mm-hmm. um, but 
the one of them was a kobold and unfortunately oh they do get a negative to you know when they're in daylight um for perception and that type of stuff because it's hard to see uh but if they're inside then it's fine so it was a lot of fun i very much enjoyed it yeah we had a lot of fun in that game because yeah we were the only two that showed up for the gm and we're like well totally two box that is yeah not we'll a totally problem. two box mm-hmm. my other character in that was a minotaur Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we both played completely distinct two characters to tell them apart. Uh-huh. Because that's what one does when you two box. You have to have yeah. completely opposite personas so you can tell them apart yourself. Exactly. If you can, it's the easy way to keep them, uh, uh, disassociate one from the other so that you can keep better track of them. Mm-hmm. But it was and, a hoot. And as GMs, Kobolds come up as great little monsters because, you know, they can be vicious or they can be comic relief, depending on how you want them and need them. Oh, yeah. I remember one when they tried to put me in a cook pot, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Kobolds eat my babies! (laughs) Hey, I mean, there's totally a uh, Pathfinder adventure called that. Oh my God. The kobolds ate, the kobolds stole my baby, and it's an adventure where you play kobolds busting out and into the city and, and basically causing havoc. It's it's the kobold version of the goblin version of the same kind of you know concept they came up with. Of, this is how we have fun with it. You get to play the baddies. I like playing the baddies every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes when you have to do something in character of the baddie it's like oh "Oh my god you're making me do this (laughs) that's a direct reference to your drow cleric of both yes the throat of a little elf girl you were no there were two of them well you were the one that cut the girl's throats yeah you were the monster I was it was terrible (laughs) but I was was acting in uh in character in character See, for me, I will, as the GM in the group, I will throw out one of the favorite monsters of D&D, which along with the owlbear is like total D&D-ish because it's something specifically birthed in the, 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 the cauldrons of Dungeons & Dragons, the Mimic. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a classic thing that when characters run into one, they either want to keep it and make it have babies for them, now, are they a monster or are they a uh, like an aberration? Uh, they are a medium monstrosity shape-changing really? class. Yeah. Ah. So the mimic is a creature that basically copies something nearby, something mundane and normal, to try to lure people into touching it. Okay, so <laughs> if we're if we're talking about things in monsters specifically invented by D and D. Uh-huh. Give me the gelatinous cube. Ah, that was my honorary <laughs> mention. Because <laughs> there's just something about the gelatinous cube, which is this. It basic, wiggles and jiggles and. It's this big five foot square of jello that's semi sentient and sticky. <laughs> and so many times in encounters when I've used them, there's nothing cooler than having an ever burning torch 
in the gelatinous cube because that's a bronze torch that magically <laughs> glows. So it is not digested, but it's great to have it walking around with a to- its own light source. Because <laughs> if it eats a skeleton uh-huh. freshly, the players will see this disembodied floating skeleton shadow coming down the hallway. <laughs> Let's hope someone rushes down the hallway to attack it. Oh, and it's funny. Uh, Jim actually has this um, mini uh, it's a gelatinous cube where you can put it on top of a, a player uh, player mini mm-hmm. so if it eats it it's sitting inside this gelatinous cube mm-hmm. oh. the bottom pops out and you can fit a regular mini inside it yeah <laughs> because of course with the cube being a little 10 foot by 10 foot cube you can put a 5 foot by 5 foot mini in there Yep. And of course, then they just slowly get melted away. (laughs) And, you know, you can totally mess up players, too, by dropping a gelatinous cube in a hole. And everybody's like, look, there's just this this puddle. Let's swim across it. And you're like, why is my foot stuck? A puddle? It's like, it would still look like goo. Yeah, but the cube fell in the hole. And then yeah, water well, landed like, on top of it. Oh. I, I like putting them in traps. Yep. Okay. Ceiling, ceiling drops out, gelatinous cube. Boom. Except for you guys have picked one of my least favorite <sighs> monsters because, ew! So often Kelly makes me, because I usually give during session zero, like, what is one monster you definitely want to come up in the adventure? What is one monster you never want to see? So that yeah. way, if you got anyone in the group that's like arachnophobic, they can totally pick uh-huh. one of the hundreds of spiders. <laughs> so, or if they don't want uh, certain worms that do a thing. Yeah, and... okay. You're already taking my stuff for tomorrow's thing. Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And this is my honorable mention for tomorrow's. Oh, we'll, we'll save it for that for tomorrow, Missy. Yeah, so, no, the the gelatinous cube was my going to be honorary mention. Ah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, it's great, because it, it is a great favorite monster. I mean, GMs love it, and players, when they realize what it Hate is, it. they love it, too, because it's cute when you know that there's a cube following you, like a bad horror movie villain, and it's <laughs> always, like, ten turns behind you, so all of your carnage, so... as it's slowly jiggling and following you, you're just leaving corpses left and right for it, and it's just like becomes a pet almost. <laughs> I mean, there, there's in in the older editions there actually is a ooze class. Like, uh, there's a second party D and D book called Anime uh, Big Eye Little Mouse Anime D and D. And you can totally have a sentient slime that's basically an, an ooze that evolved. <laughs> it, God. It's totally an anime for those who played, you know, Dragon Warrior back in the day in 8-bit. And you see the little slimes always popping up. You could actually play a little slime. But, <laughs> but adventurers basically train the, the slime to follow them by feeding it. And then eventually it gains sentience. Yeah. Hey, you gotta clean up all that cobalt poop somehow in the dungeon. <laughs> That's true. So uh, that definitely, I think, covers some awesome favorite monsters. I mean, 
I, I totally still want the giant mimic that is a sail ship. I'm just saying. <laughs> that meme was awesome when that that was going around for a while there, where a mimic actually grew to big enough size to become a ship. And of course, yeah. there's also uh, a cute secondary book on the GM's Guild that basically it's the Mimic Menagerie, where they have baby min- mimics that are too small to become chests, so they become tiny things like vases and planters and other things. It's a dream. Yeah. So, so you mean it'll go Warner Brothers, the mimic will be like a big black hole in the wall? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a magic item in D&D. <laughs> yeah, no, that is. That's like a... Like a... The portable black hole. Yeah, the portable oh, hole. Yeah, 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 but no, no, no. This, you start, you like go in, and then you're like halfway in, and then you see the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Tomb of Horrors? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be more of the Wiley Coyote painted road on the wall. <laughs> well, the... Get a little, get, get a little sign, you know, this way out and have a monster chasing them on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. When Wiley Cody does the piles of bird seed, you know, uh-huh. he usually has like the bag of bird seed and then he's piled bird seed. The mimic is the bag of seed. Oh. <laughs> yes, because mimics can be fun. They can become anything. And there's nothing cooler than stopping your barbarian who always kicks through doors by making a mimic the door. Because <laughs> as soon as he puts his foot out there and you ask him, do you want that foot back? No, it's stuck. <laughs> And then the mimic gets pseudopods and starts attacking. Nom, 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 nom. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Never doubt the the bite of a mimic. (laughs) I mean, the only thing really holding them back is the fact that they've got that crappy speed. There is that. Watching a, a chest with a giant mouth hopping behind you guys. That's only going 15 feet per turn when you're running 30 feet. <laughs> well, you know, once you actually know it's a mimic, they, you know. It loses its advantage. Yes, it, it yeah. definitely does. Otherwise, they'd be little too OP. Then you realize the whole dungeon is a mimic. Oh. Mind blow. Just a funnel. <laughs> That's not a good thought. <laughs> That's not slime on the walls. Ew, it's saliva. <laughs> it was so happy you killed that skeleton because that thing's been itching around the back of his throat all day. <laughs> So make sure you find out what your players' favorite monsters are. And as GMs, make sure your players never know what your favorite monsters are, because they'll be prepared for it always. Which, by the way, that is totally some of the fun back and forth between GMs and players, is when they know you like a certain type of monster, and you always throw it out into an adventure at some point. Yes, but I appreciate the one, like, if there's a specific type of monster that you just Really, you know, mm-hmm. you're not putting it in there because, yeah, there's particularly one that 
you know, we'll, but we'll discuss that later. That'll totally be a tomorrow thing. Yes. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. I know which one and I know which picture. Ah! See, I, see, I just say that and she starts getting the eebie-jeebies. I'm Haunted totally going to get yelled at by her after we finish gaming tonight because she'll be like, I couldn't sleep while you were gaming. <laughs> so any closing monstrosities for you guys? Nope, I think we did a good job. Yep. And then we'll be back tomorrow on Sunday to knock out the next uh, the next D&D challenge and RPG a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The RPG day a day for tomorrow is very introspective. System Sunday. Ooh. Which I think is a good one because it will get people to talk about different systems. Because again, go out, play other systems, play with other monstrosities, find things you like. And uh, are you GMs out there, never be afraid to take a, a monster and use your GM's gu- your dungeon master's guide to add additional effects to them because that totally keeps your players on their toes. <laughs> oh, and, and also sometimes actually making weaker as well. Yeah. There's nothing yes, wrong with customize that. for if your group of ones don't send a level four at them unless oh, no, you know no, no, you have no, no, a no, lot no. of even them. Oh, <laughs> even if they're a normal group, occasionally you want to take a monster that they'd be really, really tough with. Make it a make it weaker than it would normally be. Have them blow all of their magic stuff, and then ah. do one shot it. <laughs> Have them overcompensate because they know what the average usually is, and this is the sickly one of the family. Exactly. I mean, so punish them for min maxing. And, and, and actually, if you do that before you bring in the maxer. You're telling them that not all monsters are going to be average. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's diabolical. And it, and it does keep them on their toes. I mean, that way they know that that is an average hit dice in the monster manual. That is not a bit greater than, lesser than. That's just the average. What exactly. if just there's like, a reason why there's a reason why diabolical has DM in it. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, then there's the whole idea that you set up the false expectation that they think all of their kind go down that easily. Uh-huh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what do you mean it got back up? Not all monsters are created equal. No. No, they are not. And there's nothing funnier than when you send, you know, you, tear your, you do this big build-up to your group and you say... Guys, the farmer's hiring you to go after the griffin that keeps taking off its with its sheep. And you guys run into this very small, sickly runt of a griffin, and they think it's a joke. And they kill it. And then you realize this is just a baby. Oh, you kill the young baby. juvenile, and then the adult shadow flies over you. <laughs> Not <shadow>. only <laughs> do you get to, to knock them in the chops thinking they killed a baby... But two, you now have a justified mother monster going totally orca on them. 
<laughs> so many people aren't going to get that reference. No, they're not. But if you get a chance to go see Orca, you'll totally get it. By the way, I'll totally say there's never been an orca attack on a human being on record. So the, the movie is total hokum. In the wild. It's not, I mean, they, they've, they've oh. turned on their trainers. Well, <laughs> captivity, I don't count that. That's, that's yeah. people being stupid. But in the wild, orcas will play with people and not hurt them. But uh, that, that's a different kind of monstrosity. The people, <laughs> not the orcas. I don't know. The way they play with those skills with <laughs> sometimes. Oh, orcas in, they, orcas they in their natural food. environment, you know, between flipping sharks upside down to eat them in their sleep and playing catch with seals. Yes, they are monstrosities, but they are beasts. <laughs> beasts at their purest. And I definitely think that will be a good place to wrap it up there so I have time to edit before we get on to our game tonight. Okay, see you in a bit. All right, have a good night, Scott. Thank All you right. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to D and D Journey of the Fifth Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream. 